we are talking about being Christmas. That's what our series for Advent has been. Uh, Thank you for being here with us and choosing to celebrate this Advent season here at New Life. We really appreciate you and we enjoy being together in the presence of Jesus. Uh, When we talk about Advent, most people think that's synonymous with Christmas. They think about the Advent season, but Advent literally just means an appearing. And that's what they were celebrating. That's what they were waiting for. They were waiting for the appearing of Jesus 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem in that stable. But Jesus still appears today in our lives. And that's what we're talking about, is we get to go out and represent him to the world. The things that he has done in our lives, we get to share with the communities around us. Uh, we read the verse last week, First John four seventeen says, as he is, so are we in this world. When we talk about the hope that he brings us and the joy that he brings us, the peace that he brings us, we get to go be those things in the community and in the lives of the people around us. So that's what we're talking about when we're saying being Christmas. It's a great responsibility that we have. It's a joy. It's not a drudgery. It's an exciting thing to realize that he's put his spirit in us to go represent him to the world. some of us, sometimes this, this might be a, a weighty thing, and we think about it, but he has trusted us with representing him to the world. The, the opinion and the experience that people in the world have with Jesus is going to come through his people. What a, what a job. What an amazing responsibility that we have. I don't know that I would have done it that way. I, I know you guys. <laughs> I know me. I don't know if I would have trusted us to represent me to the world, let alone the God of the universe that loves everybody, that wants to be seen, revealed, and be known. He's trusted us to do that for him to the world. What a job that we have. And today I want to talk about, on this second week of Advent, the the opportunity that we have to be peace in the world that we carry the peace of Jesus with us, that we go, just like we talked about last week, of carrying hope into the world, we get to go be peacemakers in the world. How many of you have ever sat and literally thought about what it means to be a peacemaker? We've read the Beatitudes. Sometimes we skim right over that verse. But in Matthew 5, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers. Everybody say, I'm blessed. That might be a faith confession for some of us to say I'm blessed for being a peacemaker because we are not blessed for being a pot stirrer. I, I can tell you from experience in my life because I have been a pot stirrer. I, one time, do you remember this, Mom? One time I made my uncle so mad at me at a family Christmas gathering that he threw water on my face. That wasn't recently. That was... It wasn't since I've been pastoring New Life Fellowship. That that was a while ago. I was younger, but I was really good at at poking and prodding and stirring the pot and being uh, somebody that didn't make peace. Come on, are are we honest in this place, or do we all we're all up on a pedestal or something? Come on, we know what it's like to be a pot stirrer. But Jesus says, "Blessed are the peacemakers." And what is the blessing associated with being a peacemaker? You will be called a child of God. Come on, the the quickest way, one of the ways that we are a witness, that it affirms our identity, and that people look at our lives and say, man, they are a child of God. There's something about their life, is by being a peacemaker. By coming into a situation where there's chaos, where there's strife, where there's disorder, and we carry peace and bring it into that situation. Literally, the word peacemaker means being a maker and a maintainer of peace. We have the ability that when something doesn't exist there beforehand, we can bring it and make it. 
And at the very minimum, we maintain it. Come on, we don't eat away at it or, or destroy the peace in the situation. We are a maker and a maintainer of peace. And when we do that, we are blessed and it affirms our identity as God's children. Think about the definition of peace and how much we need it in our lives. The defini- definition of peace literally is tranquility, freedom from oppressive thoughts or emotions. How many of you would like some peace like that? Freedom from oppressive thoughts or emotions. Harmony in relationships. There is all kinds of peace that needs to be seen in our lives in the world. And we all have a certain amount of peace or lack of it in every situation, in every area of our lives. I think what's, what's most amazing is we don't think about there being peace sometimes, but we recognize it as soon as it's gone. Have you ever seen that in a situation? It's like we take it for granted almost of nothing's, nothing's disrupted, everything's going along smoothly, but as soon as the peace is gone, we know about it. Think about how it affects every part of our being. If you don't have peace in your body, you're sick and you're anxious sometimes. If we don't have peace in, in our emotions, when our mind lacks peace, sometimes we worry and we experience turmoil and it begins to affect the relationships we have around us. Come on, if, if your spirit lacks peace, if you are not walking with Jesus, you lack spiritual peace. And there, is, there are people in this world that live tormented every moment of every day. Because they're living far from God and they don't know Jesus, who is the life. I, so, come on, I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. And I have to remind myself, not everybody has the same peace of mind I have. Not everybody has the same peace in their relationships. And that doesn't mean everything's perfect. Come on, we're, we're real in this place. That, that doesn't mean every single moment of every day, Pam and I are just in this utopia. And we never argue and never get, and it's all wonder. Come on, but I do know peace. I know it. I've experienced it. I have it in my life more than I would have it if I was not walking with Jesus. Worldly things and our own strength can't produce lasting peace in our lives. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves there are people all around us in the world that are living without that feeling of peace in their soul. I've I've seen, uh, I was just watching a couple videos recently of people getting saved and just stirring myself with that reminder. This is what it's about. Come on, it really is about letting people know and experience the love of Jesus so that they can meet him and walk with him. And, and one of the common denominators in watching all these people get saved, one of the common denominators was they all said some version of, I feel peace. Like, like in here, like they're pointing at their chest. You know, we all talk about ask Jesus into your heart and we tell the kids all these things, but they're pointing at their chest saying, I feel peace. Like, what is that feeling? I've never had that before. Come on, adults coming to meet Jesus for the first time, telling somebody, I've never experienced peace like this in my life. The world is missing that. True peace can't be produced outside of knowing Jesus. And the world desperately, come on, the world desperately needs to know the peace that we have. If we, if we went around, come on, right now in this room, I would say every one of us probably knows somebody that, that falls into one of these situations. Somebody that's lost a friend because they talked about and argued about politics. Come on, right off the bat. Come on, you probably know somebody who's angry at God because of something that happened in their lives. Come on, think about how much the world desperately needs peace. You probably know somebody who's in strife in their marriage relationship so much that it's led to divorce or estrangement. Come on, we all, we probably know somebody that's pursued peace, a false peace, through opioid addiction 
or some other type of addiction, trying to numb the pain and make that feeling go away. Come on, that's only like four things, and I would say we probably hit everybody in the room that we know at least one of those situations that somebody's walking through. The world is in desperate need of Jesus to come and bring peace to those situations in their lives. Remember that to, to be peace to the world, we have to know it and have it first. I, I can't give away peace if I'm not experiencing it in my life. I, I could try to theoretically talk to somebody about it. This is what I think peace might be like if you meet Jesus. But to really, truly give it away and let somebody know it, I have to know it first. Peace doesn't come from our circumstances. It comes from knowing the Prince of Peace. It comes from a person who owns it and possesses it and he is it and he gives it to us. Come on, think about this conversation Jesus was having with his disciples. He was telling them, uh, among other things, he was trying to convince them, it's going to be okay for you if I go away. You remember this conversation. They've been walking with him for three years and they're seeing these miracles. They're seeing amazing things. They're thinking, this is awesome. We have the Messiah right here with us. And Jesus starts talking to them about, hey, I'm getting ready to leave. I don't know how you would feel, but I, I picture myself being in that group of disciples and being like, say what? You're, you're doing what? Come on, don't be silly, Jesus. And he starts telling them, it's, it's actually going to be better for you that I'm going away. Because he was about to send his spirit to live in every single believer. And we would be able to know him in a way that goes far beyond just sitting and having a conversation across the table with him. And in this conversation where he's telling him it's going to be okay if I go away. In John 14, 27, he said this to his disciples. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Jesus was modeling for them that his peace is something tangible that can be given away and be imparted to other people in other situations. He was saying, my peace I'm giving to you. And he doesn't give it as the world gives it, which, which is up and down. Come on, how many of you know what worldly peace is? If things are going well, we got peace. If things aren't going well, there's no peace in the room. That's the way the world gives it. And you're up and down on a roller coaster. The type of peace that Jesus gives to us means that no matter what the situations are doing, I can have peace in the middle of them. He says, my peace I give to you. It's tangible. You can release it. Come on, how do you think Jesus calmed the storms? When they were riding in the boat and the disciples were like, Lord, we're afraid we're going to die. You know, Jesus was sleeping in the middle of the boat in the storm. Why was he sleeping? Because he carried this atmosphere of peace with him wherever he went. I believe that's part of how he got up and calmed the storms. He said, "Let let me take a little bit of the atmosphere that I carry and what's going on inside of me and release it out into the atmosphere around me. And all of a sudden the wind and the waves stopped. And the disciples marveled and said, who is this guy? How could you have that in the middle of this storm that we're experiencing? And that same peace that he had in that moment that he demonstrated, that he released to his disciples, he gives to us. And we carry it with us and can give it away wherever we go. In fact, the the quickest way to get more of something in the kingdom is to give it away. How many of you have ever experienced that? You know, I don't care what it is. It could be finances. It could be peace. It could be love. It could be joy. Whatever it is, it increases in our lives. This is completely counterintuitive to what the world tells you. The world says whatever you get, stuff in your pockets, stick it in the mattress, hide it so nobody else can get it. You have to hoard it for yourself. And the kingdom says, start giving it away, and I'll pour more of it into your lap. 
If we want more peace in our lives, the quickest way to get more peace in our lives and our relationships and the things around us is to begin to be a peacemaker in every situation we walk in. And we'll see Jesus release it into our lives. Peace is evidence that the kingdom is here. We, we talked about it all through November. We talked about a series on the kingdom of God. And peace is part of the evidence that we have entered into the kingdom, that it's operating in our lives. If you remember, Romans fourteen seventeen says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Part of the evidence that we are kingdom people, that we carry it with us, is that peace begins to manifest around us. As carriers of the kingdom, God sends us into the middle of every one of those circumstances I talked about. Whether it's, it's people on the verge of divorce, people in the middle of addiction crises, whatever it is, God sends us into those, the very fact that we know about those situations. The, the, just the plain, simple fact that we could say, hey, here's some situations, and we all thought of somebody. There's a reason that we're in the middle of those situations that we know about them. Because God has sent us to carry peace to those people. Talk about countercultural. It totally goes against the grain to be thankful when you find yourself in the middle of a situation where there isn't peace. Have, have you ever thought about that? Like, oh, yeah, it's great that I'm here in the middle of this room where people are arguing and there's no peace right now. Come on, that is not my first thought. My first thought is, where's the door? <laughs> the, they're going to find out I'm a pastor. They're going to ask me to solve all their issues. Like, hey, Pam, let's go. They're, we, do, we don't think that way. But the way Jesus thought and what he imparted to his disciples, we can actually be thankful because it's like, God, what an opportunity to bring you some glory. You sent me here to this place where there was no peace. And that just happens to be what I carry. What an opportunity he's given us. How, how many of us would that just, that would completely revolutionize our thinking if we looked at those situations where there was a lack of peace and people struggling and wondering what's going on with their life, is there meaning? If we looked at those situations and said, praise God, I'm here. You, you be a bringer of peace in those situations and you bring the answer to them and pretty soon you're going to find out people start saying, thank God you're here. There are broken, broken things going on in the world right now. And Jesus sent us to be peace in those situations. Wow. This, this struck me this week. Uh, this is one thing to start out with being effective at being peace to people in the situations that they're in. We have to give up our right to be offended. I got two amens. <laughs> Come on. How many of you know that's part of the issue that's going on in our society right now? Like, as much as the addiction crisis and all these different things are going on, we have an epidemic of people being offended in the country right now. (laughs) You would think, in fact, so much, you would think that it's in the Bill of Rights or the Constitution. You know, like the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Oh, the Fifteenth Amendment, the right to be offended. Like, you would think it's in there somewhere, the way people wear it on their sleeve, and they say, well, you can't say that because it offends me. We would think it's in there. How about, what would the country look like if at least all the Christians, come on, every single one of us and the people that call in the name of Jesus, what if we gave up our right to be offended in situations? 
Just start there. Forget the people that don't know Jesus and the people that are ignorant and they, they say they're offended about everything. What if just the Christians said, we're not going to be offended anymore? What kind of peace would begin to come to our land and in our situations? Here's, here's a verse for you in Psalm 119, verse 165. Watch what Scripture says about this. There is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word, and they will never be offended. Everybody say never. never. How often is never? never? That means never. Oh, come on, Jesus. You don't know what they said. You don't know what they did. You don't know that opinion is offensive. Hey, great peace have the people that love your word. And they will never be offended. If we want to see peace come in our lives, yes, we, we need to be in the word. I think that's part of what generates that is I know him. I know what he says. I know his word. And that gives me such peace that I give up my right to be offended in every situation. That's, that's one of the, come on, I'm, I'm talking simple, plain language this morning. That is one of the foundational stones to being a peacemaker in the world is to give up our right to be offended in every situation. And we, when we do that, we are on the way towards being peacemakers, towards letting people know there is something different than what you've been experiencing and living in your life. It's being peace can start with something as simple as not being offended, but there's more. How many of you know that we are supernatural people? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, it's, I'm not talking spooky, I'm not talking weird, but we are part of something that is more real than what you can see, taste, or touch. Right. There, there is a reality that Jesus is part of that is a supernatural realm that goes beyond just what's happening in the here and now and in this body. And we are supernatural people, and we carry, come on, we carry an atmosphere with us that can affect the atmosphere of everywhere that we go. And, and I'm not talking about just positive thinking. I'm not talking about any new agey type stuff. But there really is, because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God that resides in us, there is an atmosphere around us that we carry into every situation, and we can choose whether or not to release it to the place around us. We can choose not to release it by being a pot stirrer. Come on, I already talked about that. Do you know that then when, we, when we're not a peacemaker, when we stir the pot and we get angry or we cause strife, we cause division, that bottles up our ability to be a peacemaker. But when we walk into situations and realize I carry something supernatural with me, we can begin to see change come. Watch, here's part of the story when Jesus was sending out his, he sent out a team of 72 followers, uh, Gosh, all these other things popped in my head. just happens to be the same number as the members of the Sanhedrin. Uh, There were 72 Jewish leaders that were leading the Old Covenant. And Jesus said, watch this. I'm going to show you how the kingdom and the New Covenant works. I'm going to send out my 72 guys to do some miracles. And uh, this is part of the charge he gave them. When he sent out the guys two by two, in Luke chapter 10, he said, When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Does that sound strange to anybody else? Like, Jesus is talking about supernatural things. He's saying there is something you carry because I gave you my peace. You carry it now. And when you walk into a house, you can say, peace be to this house. We actually do this 
every week here at church. You might not know it, but that's part of what's happening when we greet each other. That's part of what should be happening when we greet each other. Let me say it that way. How many of you ever grew up in a denominational church and that part of the service was called the peace? There's, there's, there's a number of you in this room that you're thinking, that part of the service is anything but peaceful for me. Like, I'm white knuckle in the back of the chair, and I hope nobody... Can I sit down yet? Is it awkward if I sit down? Can it, I don't want to hug. I just want to, like, hey, I'll wave at you or maybe give you a handshake. Come on, but that part of the service, traditionally, come on, I don't want us to be doing things just because of dead traditions. Just because that's why we've always done it, or that's what should happen at that part, or that's just a convenient way to segue into the next part. What's happening in the part of that service is you're releasing part of what you carry to the other people that came into the room. Man, glory to God in the highest. When, When we say that, we're releasing part of what's on us to everybody else. There, there should be an expectancy. Man, when I get to say hi to you, it's not just saying hi. I, I'm, I'm drawing something that's there. You know, I might have come in down this morning and in need of some encouragement. And when somebody, during, during that moment of the service, you, you might be expecting it during worship or maybe during the word, you're going to say, oh, I'm going to be encouraged by the word this morning. How many of us would it change something if we came in expecting to encounter something from heaven when we were having greeting time? There is something about what we carry that we can choose to release. Jesus was telling them, what you have is tangible. And it can be given away to the place around you. You can choose to let what you carry shape the atmosphere. You have, he was telling his disciples and his followers, you have a choice. When you walk into that house, you say, peace be to this house. You can open your mouth. And just like the disciples were given that charge, we can shape the atmosphere by releasing the peace that we carry. I've had people ask me, but, but I'm, you know, I'm not the boss. You know, I go into work, and I'm, I'm not the boss that's in charge of what goes on in that place. Your boss is much greater than that boss. Last, last time I checked, Jesus was Lord of all lords. He was king of all kings. He was the boss of all bosses. And so what you carry, it doesn't matter if, if the guy that's running your workplace is a jerk. It doesn't matter if, oh, he verbally abuses people. It's just there's no peace. There's strife there all the time. You carry an atmosphere that trumps that atmosphere. You carry a spirit within you that is greater than any situation going on in the world. And when you walk into that place, you know what you can do is you could say, peace be to this place. And expect to see something transform. Expect to see something change. Well, what if it doesn't change right away? Say it again tomorrow. (laughs) Begin to pray. Ask, seek, and knock. Begin to declare some things and have an expectancy that, Jesus, you are going to break through and be seen in this place. The peace that you carried, that you got up and told the winds and the waves to be quiet. If he can tell the winds and the waves to be quiet and they obey him, I think when we say peace to this place in the name of Jesus, he can come and calm the storm that's going on in our office place. Oh, that's a good word right there. I'm going to start doing that every morning when I come into the office. Everybody... Everybody thinks, oh, you work at the church. When you walk in on the weekday, it's like the angelic choir sings, and there's just peace there all the time. Like, 
you know, we, we don't walk on the carpet, we hover just a little bit off the floor and all. You know, my workplace needs peace, just like yours does too. And there's something that we carry that we have to be conscious of the atmosphere that is in and around us. <laughs> I, got, I got one last thing. I want to give you an object lesson before we leave today. We carry and shape the atmosphere around us. How many of you know that some of the situations you go into really stink? Right. <laughs> and, and some of you already know where I'm going with that. The atmosphere that we carry... <laughs> careful. You might put somebody's eye out. You know, you can walk into an atmosphere with what you carry. And there's people over here arguing or there's just, just discord and strife and you can feel it. Come on, we've all experienced this. You walk into a room and you can feel, what's the saying? The tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. We know what that's like to not have peace in a situation and that stinks. And we can go into that situation and say, peace be to you. Come on. And they, they might not see it. They might not be aware that it's just been sprayed out of the can. I hope you guys like this smell. I had to go buy this because we don't have any at home because our house smells wonderful all the time. But you can do that. You can walk into a situation. Peace be to you right now. Who's coughing? Sherry's coughing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They might not be aware of it, but you just release something that changed the atmosphere. And come on, it's it's not just something that masks the odors. Come on, how many of you have ever seen those those room sprays advertised? This one doesn't just mask the odor, it eats it and destroys the odors. Come on, that is really like the peace that we carry. It just doesn't cover up the situation. It can actually change and transform. It can destroy the works of the devil. It can destroy the strife and the discord that's been going on when we say peace be to this situation in the name of Jesus. We are supernatural people. That means that whatever's going on in the natural, we carry something above and beyond that. And the same way that you could go into a room in your house that smells and spray that room spray, you can walk into a situation that this stinks in this situation. I smell strife. I smell discord. There's all kinds of stuff in the air. And I'm, peace be to this place in the name of Jesus. Man, can we, can we practice? Go to the next slide. Can we practice saying this together? Because I'm, I'm going to ask you to say this this week. When you go back to your, your family that's not getting along, or you go to the workplace where everybody's always arguing and talking behind each other's backs, when you go to the, come on, I'm waiting for a breakthrough in this area. When I go to the store and I see a young child <laughs> that their mother looks like she wants to pull her hair out because the kid is just screaming and won't be quiet and won't be consoled no matter what, I try this. I stand there and start praying, peace in Jesus' name. And, and I'm, I'm believing that that is doing something in the atmosphere. That's, you know, is it successful all the time? Do I see it happen? No. There are times, though, that I'm like, hey, I think something just worked there. But I have this belief rooted in me that what I carry is stronger than what's going on in the world. How many, how many, how many mothers would love that 
if all of a sudden, for no unexplained reason in the store, their kid just stopped crying? I'm seeing some amens in this room. <laughs> Let's say this together. I declare peace over this place in the name of Jesus. It's so simple, isn't it? I'm not asking you to, to memorize you know, like a whole chapter and recite it over. Just when you get in a situation where you realize there's something not quite right in the atmosphere here. There's, there's strife. There's some tension here that's just not working. Just begin to say this this week. I declare peace over this place in the name of Jesus. And do it with an expectancy that there, I'm going to see a change happen in this moment. Let's go ahead and stand in this place today. When we go today, I'm going to pray for us in just a second. We're going to pray for some peace and situations. Uh, I'm going to ask the the ushers to give you something, though, while we're standing here and getting ready. Uh, Not next week. Next week is joy. We're all going to go sing together after service. The week after that, we're going to talk about being love. And nothing says love like a warm cup of hot cocoa. And so I've we have an invitation that we're going to give everybody that I'd love for you to take and give to a friend or a neighbor and invite them to come have a cup of hot cocoa with us in two weeks. And on the back, there's an invitation to our Christmas Eve service. So you're giving them two invites and you only have to give them one card. How We're so efficient at New Life Fellowship. So take one of these and pray about it. Ask the Lord, who, who needs to be a part of what's going on at New Life? Who needs to experience the reality of of having hope and peace and joy and love in our lives. It's really easy to say, how'd you like to come have a cup of hot cocoa with me and meet some new friends? Just to be loved to people in the world. So as they're giving you that, you can take that with you and invite some people to come be a part of the Advent season here at New Life. But I want to pray and release God's peace to us so that we can be mindful to carry it other places. What I'd like you to do is, while you're, while you're, you can even do it with the hand that you're holding the card in, I'd like, just like you to stick your hands out like this in front of you. And just believe that you're going to receive something from the Lord right now. Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus for us. The Prince of Peace himself the ruler of the universe, that even the winds and the waves had to obey him, the Prince of Peace. And Jesus, we thank you that you released that same peace that you carried, you released it to us. Lord, I ask that you would fill us once again, fresh and anew with your spirit, that you would fill us with that sense of peace that we have that goes beyond any normal, earthly, natural situation that we walk into, I thank you that we have peace that goes beyond understanding. <laughs> Just that Bible verse is popping in my head. It's peace that passes understanding. Why does it pass understanding? Because the people around you are in the same situation you're in saying, how could you possibly have peace here? Jesus, we thank you that that is the kind of peace that you gave us. Thank you for just filling our hearts and our minds right now, Lord God. Settling and calming every anxious thought, everything that's trying to come in against us to rob that peace. We just say you have to go in Jesus' name.
that we follow the Prince of Peace and we are full, we are full of the peace of God in us. And Lord, I ask that as we go from this place this week, you would remind us of the value of what we carry and our ability to give it away. God, I ask that you would remind us, even of this, what we just spoke from our lips this Sunday morning, remind us throughout the week that we can declare peace over this place in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the authority of the wonderful name of Jesus that you've given to us and that we can release what we have in your name. God, bless us indeed as we go from this place. Let your goodness and your mercy and your peace overflow in our lives to others around us. We just honor you and give you the glory for what you're doing in us and how you are making your name known in the whole earth through our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.